Welcome to the Skull King Fantasy Football Podcast, powered by StatRoute.com. And now, here's your host, Ryan Skullroot. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Skull King Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Ryan Skullroot. I am your host, and uh, hope uh, hope you guys uh, had a decent week. Um, I'm glad that the uh, the uh, Monday night football game changed a little bit uh, going into that second half. Basically, after the first quarter, it got much better, at least in terms of fantasy production for those actually needing players to do something in tonight's game. Um, if you needed someone from the uh, Miami Dolphins to do something in the game tonight, you're doing fantasy wrong because you shouldn't have any of them on your team. <laughs> Um, just, uh, just, uh, being honest right there. Uh, we, uh, tonight we've got a couple guys we're going to cover in terms of, uh, um, injuries. Uh, one of them significant, uh, somewhat, actually a couple of them somewhat significant. Uh, one of them led to a trade, which we, uh, hinted at last night and, uh, today it actually came through. So, uh, we will go over that. Uh, we will cover our waiver wire madness, um, the players that we're looking at uh, for you to pick up this week in uh, for your fantasy teams if you are in need for those positions. And that is about it. Real quick, we want to ask you to please hit that subscribe button, whether you are watching on YouTube, listening on uh, iTunes, Google Play, CastBox, whatever platform you're listening to um, are uh episodes on we would really appreciate if you would hit that subscribe button leave us a rating and or review we would love that uh, we would really appreciate that um it helps us get to know what we are doing well what we need to fix and so on so um if you could do that and then also we would love it if you could actually share um share our episodes out uh to your friends and family those who are involved uh with fantasy football uh, we would appreciate that as well. One last thing, also, we would really appreciate if you could follow us on any of our social media platforms. Uh, on Facebook, we have a fan, uh, a, a group uh, where you can submit questions, and the group as a whole, um, we kind of moderate the group as a whole in terms of answering questions. Some of our staff are in there, um, as well as uh, we have a page that is usually where we post most of our stories. Uh, and headlines and that sort of thing and our articles for you guys to read the group is more uh, discussion based uh, where uh, you know we will answer some questions uh, you know other people answer some questions just to get the discussion going so um, follow us there on Facebook uh, Skull King Football Fantasy Football Talk Skull King Football or Skull King Fantasy Football is the page um, also follow us on Twitter uh, at Skull King FB follow us on um instagram i believe it is skull king football it may be skull king fantasy but i think it's skull king football so all right those are the main things for tonight let's go ahead and get into the headlines today's headlines all right, so we uh, we mentioned last night that Kenyon that Kenyon Drake was not going to Pittsburgh because of a possible trade. Turns out he has been traded to the Arizona Cardinals. It is for a conditional pick, I believe. It is a currently a sixth round pick that could become a fifth round pick depending on 
um, how you know how his production is for Arizona. The thing about Kenyon Drake, <gasps> sorry for that yawn. Um, the the thing about Kenyon Drake is the reason he is being brought in is because Chase Edmonds is now out for a few weeks. Uh, is the guest with a hamstring strain. Um, for those of you who had uh, Devin Singletary of Buffalo, you know he was out. You know I want to say three weeks, and even the first week back wasn't all that great. That's about what you'd be expecting out of Chase Edmonds. Um, so that's that's why Arizona went ahead and got Kenyon Drake. Um, obviously they were willing to give more to uh, the Miami Dolphins than the Detroit Lions were. Um, and kind of go along with this, it looks like uh, David Johnson is also day-to-day, so he should be back this next week, in which Kenny Drake would only be a backup. That being said, he could be pushed into duty right away, and with it a Thursday night game. Um, remember we mentioned last week, um, or in last night's show, that it is likely suspected that um, David Johnson will not be ready for the Thursday night game. Again, he's listed day-to-day, so as of right now, I'm going to guess he's probably going to be questionable. Um, and so, therefore, Kenyon Drake could get, pushed into, um, could get pushed into work. That being said, I believe they also have Zach Zenner and who's the other one? Uh, Alfred Morris. So, um, so yeah, so we'll kind of see how that goes. Moving on to story number two, the Chargers have fired their offensive coordinator, Ken Wisenhunt, after about three years. Obviously, the offense was not getting much going. Now, that being said, they weren't getting much going this last week, but it had been weeks in the process of this. They have not been able to really get Melvin Gordon doing anything successfully um, since he's come back. Now, I understand he didn't have he didn't have a preseason. Um, that being said, you'd still expect more out of him. They haven't been able to get Keenan Allen involved in the, since week three. Um, and Philip Rivers has been, in terms of fantasy production, um, less than helpful, to be uh, honest. So uh, this was, you know, this is something that we definitely saw coming. Um, it'll be interesting to see who, I have not seen who the interim is going to be as of right now. That may be an announcement for Tuesday morning when everyone's hearing this. I've got, of course, I'm recording this Monday night. Um, so, I again, for me, it's going to depend on who they bring in or who they have step into the role then uh maybe tomorrow night i can give you guys you know if i find out that information i can get uh get you a little bit more of the fantasy take on on what's going on in that situation so um hopefully it'll be a boost to everyone involved in terms of the offense uh moving story number three um, Darius Geis is apparently on track for week 11. He was in full practice gear today, walking off the practice field. So obviously he is getting practices in. So he is going to be out, uh, nine and 10 and looks like they're going to bring him back in for week 11. So at that point, it's probably, um, going to lose some production, obviously for Adrian Peterson. We'll see how much they actually put on Darius Geis once he gets back. Um, I know they want to run the ball a lot. We'll see if Darius's guys, Darius guys's legs can actually hold up to the uh, to the punishment. Um, that being said, to kind of go along with the Redskins and the running game, 
Uh, sources say that the Redskins are now open to dealing star uh, left tackle Trent Williams, who has been sitting out all year so far. They've begun the process of looking at potential suitors, and the Browns uh, have been one. The Browns have been asking about Trent Williams all year. Uh, there have been multiple reports saying that uh, the GM uh, Dorsey for the um, for the Browns has been trying to call over and over and over to the Redskins uh, to try to get uh, Trent Williams tomorrow or Tuesday. The deadline I want to say is one o'clock Eastern, so it would be four o'clock Pacific time. So that uh, that's when the the tra- trade deadline is over. So, um, I think that uh, I think that something could possibly get done there. Obviously, there's going to be I think there's going to be other trades uh, that are happening as well in the NFL. So, again, this will be a, a something to watch over the next well by the time you listen to this over the next eight ten hours. So, a um, couple other things, just little little notes here and there. Matt Ryan is expected to start uh, week ten, uh, recovering from the ankle injury. The Redskins, nope, I got that one. Joe Flacco has a herniated disc in his neck. I thought this was definitely interesting after he calls out the the coaching staff or maybe it was the offensive coordinator um, that, uh, you know, about just how bad the offense has been um, and just how he felt that apparently that, uh, you know, just the right plays weren't being called or whatever. Um, it turns out that he has a herniated disc in his neck. Uh, and is out for this week against Cleveland, and then will be reevaluated after the bye. At that time, the IR would be a possibility if he hasn't recovered. So what we're looking at right now, I believe Brandon Allen is going to be the starter. I don't really have anything on him for tonight. Um, As of right now, he wouldn't be... I mean, he is going up against Cleveland. Cleveland's defense has been back and forth for the most part. Um shown some good things and a lot of not so great things so as of right now they're not he is not on my waiver wire pickups for the week that being said i don't think too many people are going to actively go after him um i think that this could lead the way to drew lock that being said drew lock john elway has come out and said that drew lock is not ready um is not ready to be you know the starting quarterback um this could pave the way for him anyways so that being said uh kyle allen will start sunday versus tennessee um that's to be expected apparently uh cam newton is still rehabbing very interesting that you know kyle allen was playing very very well had not thrown an interception yet goes into this last week against the 49ers defense 49ers have the only defense playing better than the 49ers defense is the patriots defense right now um and Kyle Allen ends up throwing three interceptions in that game. Really, there could have been a controversy in terms of um, the quarterbacks there in um, in uh, Carolina. But now, I think with, with the poor performance against San Francisco, if he comes anywhere close to repeating that, and ten- the Tennessee defense hasn't necessarily been terrible um, this year. Um, if he has a great performance here, they could just chalk up the last one to you know, whatever, we'll we'll kind of see where this one goes. It's something to watch. Um, it looks like even though they have decided not to use him at all in the offense, uh, O.J. Howard uh, will probably not be traded. The Bucks want a substantial offer for Howard. Um, they want to hold on to him. He still is not yet 25. 
Um, so that's something to watch. Uh, Patriots apparently are still in the market for a wide receiver after trading for Mohamed Sanu. Um, they have, a, I think they have a solid set of wide receivers right now, even the healthy ones. I can understand them wanting more depth, especially since Nikhil Harry isn't quite, is not off of IR yet. Um, I believe he's coming off IR this next week and they'll kind of see where he is at. So again, something to watch. Um, but definitely interesting. I don't think anyone that they could get as a wide receiver would necessarily be fantasy relevant without injury. Um, and finally, Kiki Kuti is in the doghouse. Um, apparently, the announcers during the Raiders-Texans game said that Bill O'Brien told them during the week that Kiki Kuti was lacking consistency. Essentially, a kind of way of saying Kiki uh, Kuti fell into the doghouse. He played 70% of the snaps in Week 7 and was benched for DeAndre Carter in Week 8. That is not good for Kiki Kuti and for any of his owners in terms of um, fantasy. So, I think Kuti basically is could be dropped at this point. That's just my my take on it. And really, in in team week or in leagues of twelve teams and less, I think he was probably droppable anyway. So, all right, that is it for the headlines. We'll do a quick ad read, and then we are going to hop right into our waiver wire madness. Have your fantasy teams been struggling this year, or perhaps you've been doing pretty well but want to put yourself over the top? Then make sure to visit our friends over at Finish First Fantasy Advisors. They are the premier one-on-one -on -one consulting firm that specializes in providing you with expert support to help guide you to the championship. You will be matched with one of their expert advisors to provide you with the season-long insight for your redraft, dynasty, or DFS formats. Their advisors will contact you weekly to answer all of your questions and provide you the needed information to get to the next level. Set up a free 15-minute consultation by emailing them at info at finishfirstfantasy.com or by visiting them at www.finishfirstfantasy.com. That's www.finishfirstfantasy.com. Waiver Wire Madness. All right, it is time to hop into the Waiver Wire Madness portion of this episode. Uh, to get it started off, we will go ahead and go with the quarterbacks. Um... And uh, the, the two quarterbacks I've got, uh, again, part of our waiver wire uh, madness is that it has to be players owned in less than 50% of leagues. I use Yahoo. It's the main uh, platform that I play with. Um, I do play on Sleeper, but I have not been able to find anywhere where it actually gives ownership percentages on their platform. So for that, I you know, it's, it's just not – I can't use that. So, um, so again, I am on um, – on uh, Yahoo for this. So the first one, number one, I have as Derek Carr, owned in 23, 26% of leagues, sorry. He is going up against Detroit, who has given up the sixth most amount of fantasy points to quarterbacks so far on the season. Um, looking at just how Derek Carr has played, he's had a couple of rough games. Um, you know, obviously his worst game was uh, the one against Chicago. Uh, I believe that was the London game. Um, no touchdowns, uh, 229 yards, 25 completions on 32 attempts. Just, you know, didn't play great, uh, but did well enough to help them win. Uh, but look at what he did last week against Houston. Houston, obviously, is another team that's not very good against um, against quarterbacks. 
they give up uh, the seventh most fantasy points to the quarterback position. So right about the same amount. So I think that this is a this is definitely a streamable um, option for you. I think that uh, Carr will be in a good uh, in a good place, uh, especially after this last week against Houston. Going two eighty was it uh, eighteen of uh, thirty for two eighty five and three. So again, I think that Derek Carr can put up another solid performance this next week. Uh, to help you out in week nine to help you get the win. Uh, the next guy, see if we can load it up here. Um, the next guy that I've got is Sam Darnold. Um, now I understand that he's dealing with a thumb injury, so don't you know, don't come at me saying, well, I, he's injured. Why would I want to pick him up? Uh, latest reports are saying that he is actually going to play through the injury, and he's only owned in 23%, and again, he is playing against Miami, and you've seen what Miami's defense wasn't able to do tonight, um, or was able to do only for a quarter. That being said, I really think that I think that because of the, the matchup, it is at Miami. I still think that Sam Donald can put up decent enough points as a streaming option. Again, in streaming options, all we're looking for is really 20 or 250 225 to 250 and one one touchdown maybe two if you get two you're it's great maybe he throws an interception but really you're looking for 250 and one to two um if you can get that and against miami again miami is so god awful against uh, the quarterback they give up the second most amount of points to the fantasy to the fantasy points to the quarterback position this really is a, a solid matchup for him so uh, he should be in great shape. Uh, again, another solid, should be another solid performance uh, out of him uh, for uh, a streamable option for those of you who are dealing with bye weeks in week nine. Uh, moving on to the running back position. Let me actually do this by percentage. There we go. All right. So uh, the first guy I have on here is Mark Walton. Um, he is owned in 34% of leagues. Uh, he goes next week. I understand he, he didn't have a great week this week. 11 carries for 35 yards. Um, that being said, next week he goes up against New Jersey, uh, or sorry, New York Jets team. I keep wanting to say New Jersey. I know that the Giants and Jets play in New Jersey, but anyways. Uh, the New York Jets who give up the 30, uh, give up the sixth most amount of fantasy points to the running back position. Again, Mark Walton's on 34% of leagues. He is the starting running back now. Obviously, you know, he's past Kalen Ballage. Kenny Drake is is no longer in town. So Mark Walton, I think, is is a uh, is an option to pick up because of the favorable matchup. Not because I think he's going to be great down the stretch, but because it's a favorable matchup and he is the starting running back. It's not a great option. But it's an option, especially for those who are really struggling um, to find running backs, you know, especially during bye weeks. So uh, the next guy that I've got on the list is if he is healthy is Chris Thompson. Let's see, pulling up. Um, he has missed the last couple weeks, obviously, with an injury as of right now. It looks like he might be able to to step in this next week uh still waiting to see how he is doing um if he is able to play i think he's a he could be an okay option this is one of those maybe not claim him on waivers but instead maybe wait and let someone else you know if he gets picked up awesome um if he doesn't 
you know, just kind of wait and see how the how the reports are going for the injuries for the rest of the week, um, and see how he goes from there. Uh, going against Buffalo, it's a tough defense, but his ability to catch the ball out of the backfield, I think, um, presents him almost more like a wide receiver, and so he should be should be okay for the uh, again, if he is available, um, should be used. Uh, in the game against Buffalo. The other guy I have is Jalen Samuels, owning 19% of leagues. He missed tonight's game, but uh, from all reports, it says he should be able to play um, the next week. It's not a great matchup. Uh, against Indy, He get the, who gives up the seventh least amount of fantasy points to the running back position. So, again, just something to watch. Um, the only other name that I would add to this, obviously, is Darius Geis. Uh, we talked about it in the beginning of the show um, in, the, in the news that he is on track for a comeback in Week 11. If you're looking for... Uh, possible running backs down the stretch um you know they come off after the bye he's got Detroit or the Jets then the Lions who have struggled against running backs Carolina Green Bay Philadelphia uh championship week he goes up against New York Giants who have been horrible against uh running backs so um again it's a risk uh if you have depth on your um uh on your bench to to stash him uh, then I would go ahead and you know possibly look at picking him up just to get him before anyone else can. So, all right, moving on to the wide receivers. I only have two. I could maybe have more, but these two are the guy, the names that really stuck out the most to me. So owned right on the line at fifty percent. Um, Jamison Crowder again going up against Miami. Uh, they give up the sixth most amount of fantasy points to the wide receiver position. He really, for the most part, has become the um, the security blanket. Uh, for there we go uh, the security blanket for Sam Darnold um, he has been targeted a bunch let me pull up his actual stats right here uh, there there it is um, oh, there we go slow computer uh, five oh, so obviously you know he's come down from the 17 targets he had in week one but over since then uh, six five a low of three in week five, nine in week seven, and uh, sorry, nine in week six, uh, five in week seven, and five in week eight. Uh, both those games were in tough matchups against defenses that do pretty well stopping up the pass. Obviously, you know, New England stops up everything. So, but again, he's going up against the Miami defense, and then a Giants defense, and then a Washington defense. Bet three games in a row: Wash Miami, New York Giants. And the Redskins. And then, after that, I believe he gets Oakland. Then Cincinnati. Then Miami again in week 14. Uh, and then Baltimore in week 15. Those are all, I mean, that's a stretch of six or seven weeks of very weak pass defenses that he should be able to put up some, you know, at least respectable numbers if you're dealing with bye weeks and going into the playoffs uh, that should help you out uh, moving on forward in uh, your fantasy season. The other uh, the other guy I have on here is Cole Beasley going up against Washington again. Redskins give up the 11th most amount of fantasy points to the wide receiver position. Cole Beasley is owning only 24% of leagues on, on Yahoo. He is a guy that, for the most part, has been pretty solid uh, pulling up his stats right now. Again, this is a, a decent matchup against the Redskins. Uh, he has had... 9, 4, 10, 13, 3, 6, and 7 targets. So he's had 13 targets over the last two weeks. Um, had the bye week in week 6. Um, had a season low of 3 targets in week 5. And before that, had uh, 9, 4, 10, and 13. So he is, 
he has become that kind of slot slash um how do you want to put it almost like a tight end type um that which has always been cole beasley's thing he is a little guy he works the slot works those intermediate routes um that josh wrote or that uh sorry josh allen has the most accuracy at so um really i think that cole beasley is going to be a solid pickup i think he's also going to be a good pickup for uh dfs lineups um more in the um more in the in the uh uh, not necessarily in the tournaments, but more in the 50-50 cash games. I think he would be a solid play in those. So um, so that is it for wide receivers. Now let's get to our two tight end pickups that I've got. Number one is Jonu Smith. Now, again, he's going up against Carolina, who gave up the eighth fewest f- amount of fantasy points to the um, tight end position. That being said, he's shown a, a solid chemistry with Ryan Tannehill since Tannehill beca- sorry, excuse me, became the starter. Uh last week in week seven um uh john smith has has been a solid performer uh has a couple of touchdowns he's only owned in 19 percent of leagues again the game is at carolina and if Tannehill gets rushed he's going to be dumping the ball off to his tight end to his running backs as long as delaney walker if delaney walker is healthy that kind of puts a damper on this but delaney walker uh, supposedly from what i've seen may still be out a little bit longer Provides plenty of uh, opportunity for Jonu Smith. He is, for the most part, what they're considering their tight end of the future. They drafted him to be that. Um, and uh, and Delaney Walker, again, he's you know he's older than me. So I want to say he's uh, 36, 37. He's right about my age. So he's you know the tail end of his um, of his career. So uh, I think that this could be a solid pickup. Again, only on a 19%. Could provide decent returns. Um, and then uh, the last last but not least is Cameron Brait. Owned in 14% of leagues. Um, he is definitely a guy that uh, it kind of depends on OJ Howard and whether or not he is whether or not he is available or sorry that on whether or not he is available to play in the game on Sunday. Um, again, the the main reason for this is that the Se- the Seattle Seahawks, my home team that I love so much is so bad against tight ends. They give up the fourth most amount of fantasy points to the tight end position. This would be much worse. I mean, they would be you know, nearing the top if it wasn't for the fact that Arizona's got awful against the tight ends and for the fact that Mark Andrews had three drops in the game against Baltimore two weeks ago. So I think that Cameron Brait, simply because he's owned in less leagues than a... Than, um, He's on less leagues than obviously than O.J. Howard, though that's you know O.J. Howard's stock is just plummeting like crazy. I would think that Cameron Brake could be a possible kind of real sleeper pick. Now again, because we put the fifty percent fifty percent of leagues rule on here, that's what makes it so hard to pick some of these guys. That I think are actually worth the pickup. Cameron Brake, I think again he has a favorable matchup and could be that guy. So, all right, well that is it for tonight's show. Um, we are covering tomorrow. We are going over the uh, the games for the week, covering uh, who we think you should be playing, uh, who has the favorable matchups, who doesn't. Uh, really hope that you guys uh, tune in for that one as well. We want to thank you for taking the time to listen to the Skulking Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Ryan Skullrud, and we will talk to you guys later. Hey, Skulking Nation. Thank you for listening to the Skulking Football Podcast. Did you like this episode? If so, be sure to go to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and YouTube to subscribe. 
Also, please leave us a rating and reviews to let us know how we can better help you rule your leagues.